these people, these people are 23. I'm seeing screaming, marry me or I'm dying. April said, marry me or I'm gone. I said, and then at the first, the first sight of her man being gone, she starts having high blood pressure. <laughs> do you understand? So why did you threaten him then? <laughs> do, you, do you get like? Uh, I, I can't lie. She gives she gives like very self obsessed vibes. I won't even lie to you. The fact you know there was there was um there was a part where he was talking about how she never really asked what do you want, how mm-hmm. do you feel about this, and I, I really like. I really could understand that just because sometimes when you're in a relationship, it's very easy for you to just be thinking, okay, and this is how I'm feeling now, and this is what I want, and this is how I did, this, this is how I that, this how, especially when you have a partner that isn't as as vocal or as expressive as you are. The tendency to just keep thinking, well, he didn't say anything, so he must be fine, is there. And you actually need to be pretty conscious to be able to stop and say, okay, he isn't saying anything, but I'm still just going to ask, like, how are you feeling about this? I feel like, first of all, she's young. She probably Too hasn't young. been in enough, like, she hasn't been in so many relationships that she has gotten an idea of, like, okay, this is actually how the real world works. Yeah. Because she comes across as really childish. It's like, even though she's 23, 23 is not a child at all. <laughs> but the way she approaches relationships comes across as very doe-eyed, very... Yes, no. like you know when you're 16, you're saying I'm going to be married by 22. I'm going to have, yeah. I'll be pregnant with my second child. We'll have a house and a car. That exactly. was her approach to it. And he said, Jake said something also, and I, that it blew my mind because obviously she's yeah. from the way she's arranged herself and presented herself. It's like okay, she is in somewhat a financially stable position in her life. Mm-hmm. Jake said he's still trying to graduate. The, the guy is still in uni. You're telling him marry me. Tell me that that wants to. It's not like he's even considering dropping out. He wants to finish. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about marry me. I want to. Okay, so why did you buy me a car? Maybe to shut you up. <laughs> that thing. I I feel like another thing for him. It almost comes across like she's like she's she's love bombing him when he doesn't want it. Yeah. Because he said you say you want to get married. That's already a big commitment. Then you want children. You want to grow a family. All at the same time, she isn't saying, like, I've heard people say, okay, we'll get married, and then two years after, we'll start having children. It's like, it's now, now, now. Yeah, yeah. For somebody who isn't even ready to get married, you're saying not only marriage, children, (laughs) big family. (laughs) And it's crazy because it's not even that she's saying now, like, as far as we should get married, have babies, buy house, buy car. She's saying, get me pregnant, propose to me. Mm-hmm. We can discuss, we can we'll figure out how we're going to fund it later, but do do those things. You know, I think part of the reason why she's why she was a bit hooked on the whole get me pregnant part is because unfortunately quite a few people see having a child as the glue that's going to hold the marriage or the relationship together. Yeah. Because now when he has a child with you, he's gonna think twice before he leaves you. And if you can give him an ultimatum at this stage, when you now have the child and you say, Okay, so I want to get married, and he says I'm not ready, you're going to say, Well, if you don't get if if it's either you get married or I'm going to have to leave you. And now yeah. you're going to leave him with his child. Yeah. And the thing, like, okay, from the, for the child one, I also understand, like, her pressure for having children based on she has all these medical, medical problems. Issues, yeah. So it's a thing of the longer she waits, the harder it will be for her. It's already yeah. hard for her now to get pregnant. It will be even harder for it later in life. So I understand that. 
but you cannot force it upon somebody that's not ready for that. Yeah. You have to go and find somebody that is if that's that what you want ready. right now, you have yes. to go and find somebody that's ready. Or you risk it and pray that when he is ready, that baby will come. Mm-hmm. But you have to also know that there's a possibility he may not. Yeah. So so it's all so I feel like for her, her ultimatum should have been for herself. Does she want to risk, you know, waiting it should have been for a her man? If he doesn't propose in like the next six months, how do I feel about the situation? I think I'm going to leave. Am I going to leave? Am I going exactly. to stay? It shouldn't have been a thing of you propose or else. It should have been internally. If he doesn't, then this is what I'm going to do. Exactly. Oh, I, oh you haven't finished it. Can I spoil? Okay, just April's part for you. <laughs> Go ahead. So they, you know how they always do reunion after. Mm-hmm. They did reunion. I think it's been six months since all of this happened. Okay. April is in a new relationship mm-hmm. with an older guy. She didn't say how old he was. She just said he's an yeah. older guy. She now started going on about how she was grateful for the experience because if she didn't go through the experience, she wouldn't have found this her new man who was ready for her. And this is where I knew this babe is a child. Like mentally, she's yeah. a child. Because she now started saying that oh, I've never been with anybody that, you know, every night, I can't wait to marry you and have your and have kids with you. Before he leaves the house, I can't wait to marry you and have kids with you. And I'm just sitting there thinking, you know that men talk out of their asshole. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that? You are believing him. Why are you not pregnant then? Why are you yeah. not engaged? Like, and she was like, so, she looks happy and everything, so I'm like, I'm happy for you that you're happy. But, yeah. When it's still somebody, the same doe-eyed approach. Exactly. And the thing is, people like that, it's easy to manipulate them because if you know that this is what somebody wants, you can use it against them. Against them. This guy yeah. can easily just be telling her this P based on, he, he may not be ready, but he likes her, fair enough. Mm-hmm. To keep her, be telling her that, yeah, we're going to have kids. I'm going to buy you out. I'm going to, she'll be there with that doe-eyed approach. That's yeah. how people stay as Lord of the Rings now. They'll be engaged. They tell years later, they're still engaged because they're saying, I love you. We're going to get married. We're going to get married. I'm just waiting for the right time. Uh, but then also, speaking of manipulative people, can we talk about Nate? Oh my, oh my. Wait, Nate, isn't that... um And Lauren. The, the one that, the second oh, yes. guy that proposed yes, at the, the table. Tattoo. Lauren had the tattoos of you. Yes, I wanted yes. to tell him, will you just stand up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my... That was um when this other guy was going to pick her. Then he just got up. He said, I can't do this. I have to, I have to propose. Sorry exactly. to cut you off. I was just like, what? Everybody at that table was like, what? Even that other guy, I can't remember his name, Randall. He said, everybody was confused. I felt like it was it was just a, it was a, a possessive thing. Yes. Because he knows he, is, he doesn't really have it that great. Mm-hmm. And that babe is fine. And now there's another man who's expressing so much interest. It wasn't even like he was saying, oh, yeah, let's just see how this goes. This man is being intentional and expressing his interest. He wants to pursue this babe. Exactly. And he couldn't take it. He just exactly. couldn't take it. But- Immediately proposed to her without even sorting out their issues of, okay, who's going to have children? You see, all That's- the other women kept saying in all their dates with him, he kept talking about how Having yeah. children was a necessity. He didn't Having want children was a necessity. Without talking exactly. about, I want to be a dad. I want kids. I want plenty of kids. I love children. I love to babysit. I want kids. I want to be a father. I want them to call me daddy. That was all that was coming out of his mouth. And then from nowhere, he's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine with you. Just you, just you, fine. That he strikes is, me as a man who's going to end up resenting her. Exactly. And not only that, her, 
for agreeing. You know you don't want kids. Yeah. Imagine being in a situation. It's, it's just like, okay, when you're downstairs sitting in the living room and then your mom comes and says, oh, help me wash dishes. You are going to wash the dishes in 10 minutes. So, but now yeah. that she said wash the dishes, you don't want to wash those dishes. And if you have the opportunity, you're not going to wash those dishes. Yeah. Now, she's here. Okay, she has agreed. He's going to still come back with that request of, okay, so when are we going to have kids? Mm-hmm. It's not going and then to be like, away. oh no, but I thought we had an understanding. You didn't have an understanding because he proposed to you in the middle of you guys' problem. Exactly. And you said yes. And after saying yes, what blew my mind was, you know how they played the clip after of them in the hotel room discussing? Yes. I'm like, is this, what, is this the discussion you're having after proposal? Are you sick? Is this not before you get engaged mm-hmm. in front of the whole world? They are just, when I tell you, stressful, 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 stressful people. But you know one relationship that I absolutely love? It was Ray and, and Jake. I love them together. They, are, they seem so sweet and so, like, these they, guys like, are talking. Yeah. They're calm. They're relaxed. I'm just, oh. What I didn't like, Sha, was the way Jake's mom spoke to Jake about the whole Ray, April, him travel yeah. situation. She was like, she, it wasn't a thing of like, she doesn't like Ray, but you know when you're so used to something, you don't want yeah. change. And she was coming at him with the whole, April's amazing girl, she's been there for you. Okay, you love April, but have you seen how she talks to your son? Yeah. Don't push your son into what he's not comfortable with anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if something doesn't serve you, don't push Then you have the right to leave. Yeah. Exactly. But she was very adamant on the whole think about this. April is a great girl. Are yeah. you sure? Like that's why I'm like, if parents have to get involved in relationships, yeah. they have to be involved from the beginning, not later. Because if you're not involved from the beginning, then you don't see all the nonsense that is going on. Mm-hmm. It's not when the child finally brings the problem to you, you'll be siding with the other person because you've only ever seen the good things about that person. Yeah. Then you now that's how you cover your child's eyes and you now start overlooking stupid things because parents have influence over their children no matter a what. lot of influence as long as you love your parents the way children love parents they have influence over you so there are certain things they'll now be saying that you as the child in the relationship will now start overlooking as part mm-hmm. if mommy is right it's not so bad yeah and i mean this is some this isn't really an issue it's like how with nigerian families sometimes you see a lot of young girls like literally i'm telling you young girls like 18 19 year olds telling you cheating is not a deal breaker i mean men do it it's a it's a thing that happens in marriages and i'm like where did you where do you purchase this this concept <laughs> that says how who told you this who and told you check. and you see how their families are you see how what the thing kind of advice that their mothers are giving and they say why are you setting your child up for something that you know that this is something that would make you unhappy right but you come to live with it so I would expect that as a parent who loves your child, you would let them know, yes, it does happen, but it should not be the norm because this is actually something that makes you really unhappy. But then instead, you're willing to allow your child straight from the jump, not even with, but it shouldn't happen, it's not ideal. Straight from the beginning, you are willing to allow your child walk into something that's going to make them have to endure. Why? Exactly. And it's funny because I was talking to your mom. This was in December, a bit January. Yeah. We were just, just in the living room. She had told us about how there was this lady at church and I think it was her daughter getting married. Or Sha had a boyfriend or relationship, something like that, Sha. Sha was a child and 
down partner thing and the the girl's mom came to meet your mom and was like oh can you give her marriage advice wedding advice yeah. this woman was going to your mom expecting your mom to start telling her um my dear when he misbehaves just 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 accept just it, pray. Tell it like <laughs> and your mom said mm-hmm. she said my dear before anything is too serious you can still revise <laughs> she said the yes. girl's mom was shocked as part your mom turned to her and said, what? You want me to start telling her that she should call him, call him her king? I'm, I'm mm. sorry, my king. It's okay, my king. Anything he does, you go and they say, oh, when, when, if, if, if he's upset, you just go and prepare him a nice meal and wash his clothes. I'm not going to do that. Let's address said, what's happening here. And if, you, if we don't address it, then let's go. The girl was so shocked. The girl was so shocked. Your mom was like, I'm not going to lie to her. Marriage is not mm-hmm. easy. Nor should she stand there and enjoy anything. And she yeah. said, because I won't tell my daughters to do that. Why would I come and tell your own daughter to do what's not good for her? Yes. And I was shocked at the fact that this person's mom reasoned it. I said another person should give my child bad advice. Yeah. That was what blew my mind. That you carried your child to collect bad advice. You, you know, it's, I think it's part of what happens when you place more importance on the quantity and not the quality right people mm. don't really care how nice the relationship is everybody wants to hear oh we've been married for, for 50 years it's like i saw a tweet uh i don't know whether it was this morning or yesterday but i saw a tweet where someone was like oh she he, he said to someone his parents have been married for 20 something years and the person said oh wow i wonder what it must be like to, to be in love for that long and he was like, I wonder as well, because I'm pretty sure my parents don't know. I saw that tweet. <laughs> I started laughing. And it's so true for so many Nigerian parents. Yes. And again, a lot of it started like this. Marry me or I'm die. You get to an age where parents are pressuring you as part. Ah, yeah, yeah. Old time though. You're going to waste away. What you are you doing You will still aspire. You, will, yeah, but you don't know that men will stop chasing you once you reach that kind of 30. You're not nice yeah. anymore. So then the girl in poor girl in the relationship will go and start disturbing her boyfriend. If the guy really likes her, he will not propose when he's not ready. Yeah. They will start resenting themselves. And that's why, like, when my mom was talking about marriage and everything, I was like, Mommy, you know, I have one philosophy when it comes to marriage. I will marry right, not fast. I'm not yeah. going to marry fast because I'm I'm getting older and I should marry. I will marry right because me personally, I want to do it once, but I'm not against divorce. Yeah. So I, I, I want to my like I'll do everything in my power to make sure I marry once, which is why I will not marry fast. I will not rush yeah. into this. I can't. If I take my time, that means I'm getting into what I think is good for me. If it mm-hmm. turns sour later down the line, well, that was against my better judgment, but not because I was rushed into it. That one, I will hate you from you. You now have regrets. You hate your family. You hate your friends. You'll be like, so all of you saw this. Nobody could tell me. <laughs> Hold on, girl. Yeah. They'll not come and say that. You just looked so happy. You looked so, so happy. We didn't, want to, we didn't want to make you unhappy. Uh, it was your, it was, you know, it was your wedding day. I'm like, do you know how expensive wedding is? Please share yeah. me the cost. <laughs> I think another, another problem that used to plague, plague them before was that um, aside from, from marrying fast, people were marrying for longest reasons. Yes, sometimes. Things like, like literally marriages were like partnerships because you hear someone has proposed to you you've only met someone you've been you've known someone for like three months they've proposed to you and what you're considering what a bunch of people are telling you to consider is he has a good job he will be able mm. to provide a good life for you and your children you haven't trashed out that this man is traveling five days out of the week exactly you haven't trashed out that this man prefers to eat fresh soup 
every single day because his mother made fresh soup for his father every single day. Exactly. But I don't believe in using washing machines. So you have to hand wash everything. You have to hand wash his clothes. But at the same time, he <laughs> a two-income household. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, so many other things to check. I mean, for me personally, kindness is like the biggest thing for me. Before we even start looking at the money, before we start looking at at um, whether you buy me nice things, the first mm-hmm. place that we I have to check is, are you kind? Person. Are you a kind person? And that doesn't mean kind to me. Are you kind generally? Are you yes? Because there are so many guys where you know they are kind to their spouses, to their babes, and everything. And then you know when, like, let's just say they are fighting or whatever, and the girl is confiding in her friends. The friends will not be there, like, "Eh, hey, I heard him do this this day, or did that year he was like this. But the girl can't relate because he's only kind to her. Kind to her. Outside, he's a different. Yeah. For people he doesn't care for, he's very different. And I want. Me personally, I want somebody that, whether you know them or whether you don't know them, whether they've done you wrong, you are still kind. Yes, yes. You, I mean, kind with sense, obviously. Don't be a mumu on the streets. <laughs> no, definitely don't be a mumu. But be just because sometimes I see people, they 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 seem fine, they seem okay, right? Then they have an argument, and you will just see one very wicked side of this person that you thought was such an mm-hmm. angel, and. I'm like, you know why this person is capable of doing this? Because they have two different personalities and you've been seeing one side of it. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of that Kobe guy. Uh, Kobe, that was uh, Co- that was Kobe to the T. Yes. That was yes. Kobe. Because um, I think this, have you gotten to a part where they swapped back to their own partners? Not yet. Okay. I when think they- um, that's, the, that's the, the, the next episode from okay. where I am. For Kobe, when they swap back, personally, I didn't, because you know, we didn't ever see any of their relationship before they came before in. Before they came in, yeah. So, so I don't know if this is how it's always been, or but from when they switched back, yeah. Kobe was so cold and horrible. It was one of those things where it was like almost split personality. Today he's super sweet, super nice. By the evening, he's just, he's a monster. He's horrible. Yeah. It's not that like he's hitting her, or he's abusing her, but like, the way he communicates with her, it's it's a very frustrating way of communication. It's like, you know, let's say me and you are having issues and you're trying to talk it out and I'm just there like a stone wall. I can mm-hmm. and you know I can hear you. You can see like my facial expressions. I'm processing everything you are saying, but I'm just not responding. I'm just not responding. So you know that I'm there. I'm not Yes, I'm just me. blocking you out, basically. Yes. Then he now left. Came back. She um, Ma- what's her what, Mallory? Is her name Mallory? I've been mad saying that. Uh, Madeline. Madeline. She was talking to Ray, like she was confiding in Ray. Then COVID was it Ray? Be April. She, she was confi- It was April. She was confiding in April. He came back after going out to drink or whatever. Just sat down. April said she's going to go because she didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Then uh, Madeline, Abby, that babe. She says. She says, um, okay, sh- sh- we need to finish talking. He goes, oh, I can't talk right now. She goes, okay, but... What are you doing that um, you can't talk? He doesn't feel too fine. Okay, what's wrong? I have a headache. Um, okay, but she... Like, it was one of those things where it was... You know when somebody tells you they don't feel too fine, so you're like, okay, maybe I should leave them. But yeah. the way they're acting is like, you look fine enough to have yeah. a conversation. It's not that you are run down. You look fine yeah. enough to have 
So she was like conflicted and then she pushed. So she was like, no, let's talk and whatever. He, he now got frustrated. He said, my eyes are practically closing here. I can't listen to you. I want to sleep. And okay, so go upstairs then. Go to the room. She was just like they were in the room, but he was just laying there on like the bench or whatever in front yeah. of their bed. She was like, okay, fine. Then she she just starts talking like, if you want to listen, listen. If you don't want to listen, don't mm-hmm. listen. You don't have to respond, but I'm going to get this off my chest. Next thing he's talking about, he, the guy is busy saying that um, maybe we should end things that you don't deserve me as part. I'm not good enough for you as part. This is Kobe. I'm not good enough for you. And yeah. Go. And I'm like, is this not? This is not somebody you want to marry. Is this how you communicate? He he came across as a very brass communicator. Mm-hmm. Like right from yeah. the, right from the episode where they were choosing their partners. I personally don't like the way he speaks. You can't speak to me like that. <laughs> Did you even see the part where he went to go and meet his meet her girls for dinner or whatever or drinks? Like she was with all her girls and then he came to join them next I be missing. I was so confused. I said, You don't have decorum in public? No single no single good behavior. <laughs> no single good behavior. I'm like, wait, oh, you're embarrassing yourself and your babe. Yeah. You don't like imagine your 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 partner coming to sit with all of us, like me, Lydia, everybody. Yeah. And he'll just open his mouth, wow, and start fighting you there. You see, I'm telling you, that's where I trust. That's where I trust you people because everybody, the way the way to be shut down, even him, he will just get up and leave. Because at least that's one thing I'm lucky. I'm I'm actually lucky and grateful for is that the group that I'm like close, close, closely knit with. I don't think I don't think anybody would take nonsense like that. Who is talking no. to you like that? Who's gonna talk to you like that? Who's gonna talk to Lydia like that? Do you understand? And it's so funny because at that, the way we are, it's one of those things where at that point, we will even forget that that's your partner. You yeah. And right now, you're an individual. They gave birth to you alone, and this is how you're talking to another individual. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? You just you just can't do some kind of thing. As in, ah, no. I was so, and I was so, oh, you know, I'm going to spoil this piece for you. They Go got ahead. married. They got married. She married him. I'm sure that the marriage won't last. The baby's pregnant. Well, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I was, I was, because, like, after, like, they, they completed their own three weeks, like, yeah. the second sex of three weeks, it was looking like she's seeing all his faults, and, like, she was there, like, she can't actually live a life like this. She can't yeah. put up with things like this. So when it came to, like, the final ultimatum, where they gave the ultimatum again, and, you know, you finally, you choose to stay or you walk away, yeah. The babe agreed and got married to him on the spot. As far he called somebody to officiate the, the, the wedding there and then. I think um I was like, this looks like a trap. It's probably it's probably also a thing of you've been dating this person for so long. And I think sometimes it's easy to overlook or tell yourself that something isn't as bad as it is just because you this is what you feel like you want. But then at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, okay. It's what I want, but is it what wants me? Is it what's right for me? Which is why I cannot understand the concept of giving somebody an ultimatum. Why would you want somebody to be with you when they're not ready to be with you? You're basically forcing them to be in this situation. Exactly. And it's like, I want to know. It's like even with gifts, Osasu. Mm-hmm. If I have to tell you I want a gift, 
I no longer like to give that much. Same. I don't want it. Don't at least the person I told shouldn't buy. Yeah, me. I'll just be like, <laughs> thank you. you I'm just going to it. sit somewhere. That you didn't energy, buy of that your excitement own. that I would have felt like, oh my gosh, you got me a gift. You because they didn't buy it of their own conviction. It's because you said it's, so. I just, they did I immediately it. feel like it's a here, take kind of gift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It, it just so feels you like will shut okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> and stop asking me for nonsense. Stop begging. <laughs> Literally. That's what it is. And I'm like, that's. Like, you can see that this is their youngness coming yeah. out. Because I know at, uh, I can't lie. No, actually, I lied. At 23, I was not telling anybody to marry me. At 23, I was realizing that I was a joke, thinking I'd be married. At oh, my days. <laughs> no, you know, I feel, I, I think, I, I don't even think it's necessarily the age thing, right? Because there are people that are, Especially now, it seems like everybody's getting married. There are people that are 23, 24. They're married and it's, it's actually looking good on them, right? But I think, first of all, someone who's 23, 20, 22 and a uni has no business thinking about marriage. Even if they are. It's like, what is, your, what is your life progression? If you're thinking about it, you should be thinking about it for later. I don't see what somebody in uni at 23 is doing I mean, like for married. me now, I can understand it based on okay, you have decided, the two of you have decided that this is this is it when it comes to relationship aspect of your life. Not like because yeah. like some people are ready to build and work together with their mm-hmm. their partners. But my thing is, if you are doing that, you shouldn't be doing it because it's an ultimatum. As per that's the be all and end all of your life, it should be yes. it should be a side thing that you've done in your personal life, not that. This is this is you know this is the main this is the center of your life yeah. at that age especially. I feel like if you are much older, you're more accomplished, and you decide to make that the center of your life, then fine, you've done everything now. What yeah. else? To you, this is almost like a let me just take it off the list. I finally got married and I have children. But if you are that young and you're placing so much emphasis on getting married, having a yeah. child, a car, then yes, reevaluate your priorities because how are you going to do all those things? It's like Basically, what you just said is, is exactly how I'm thinking about it, too. It's about your life progression for me. Have you done enough in your life to be able to come into your own and understand yourself as a person mm-hmm. before getting married to anybody else? So, to be honest, I guess, yes, it, it's not really about whether you're in uni or whether you're not in uni. It's like, how accomplished do you feel right now? Mm-hmm. What have you been able to get done on your own? Yes. Because... God, this ties into the whole thing of marriage being two people becoming one, which I do not agree with, by the way. Because I've always seen it. Well, let me not say always, because at a point in time, I was a firm believer in marriage is two people becoming one. But mm-hmm. thank God for that. I have believed <laughs> For me, marriage is two people, complete people on their mm-hmm. own, deciding we have so much time to be on this planet and I'd rather be myself with you mm-hmm. so it's two people right coming together to operate as one while mm-hmm. still being two different people yeah because then that way everybody gets to keep their individuality and for that concept that i have a marriage to work you guys have to be you need you need to know okay 
who is Osai on her own, mm-hmm. separate from this marriage, which is why the emphasis, like you said, cannot be placed on getting married. It's a thing of, this is who I am. This is the type of relationship I'd like. I think you can give me this type of relationship. We get into it and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually giving me what I need. So now, based on what I've been seeing so far, I think let the two of us do this. We can we can keep it like this for as long as as we possibly can, as long as we're alive. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But not a thing of Osai just needs to get married. I must get married because that way yeah. you're going to take up anybody that comes giving you marriage. Any nonsense they bring, and you take it. With that approach also, what happens after you're married? What next? Mm-hmm. You, didn't think of, you didn't think of that. What next? The thing is, once, that, once they're now married, it's now a thing of staying married. That's now the new obsession. You're married now, so you need to make sure you stay married. And then that's where endurance comes into the whole thing. Exactly. You're now enduring and enduring and complaining and complaining and complaining. But you could have avoided all of this by just waiting a bit. So this is what happens when you lose focus. Ah, well, you yeah. <laughs> it's you lose focus because <laughs> for like for me now like with the whole two people coming warm i learned very uh, not very early but like around that kind 21 was when i realized that because when you go to church and you know the bible and whatever mm-hmm. a lot of people because it's just like the, the whole genesis story you know um eve ate the apple who said it was an apple same thing yeah. like misinterpretation sometimes that I realized was, you know, the whole you become one. Obviously, for something to become one is half and half. Yeah. And you grow up believing that I am one half, he is one half. He's the other half, yes. Yeah. And it was like, mm. and I realized that what does it mean to be a half? This was like after graduation and everything. I was like, these are, these are the questions. These <laughs> <laughs> are the issues. I started looking into it. I'm like, how can I be a half and him a half and we are one? Am I not complete? Don't have my own name, my own work. I'm bringing my exactly. own thing into this. You are bringing your own thing into this. So even exactly. if you so even I feel like even if you subscribe to the school of thoughters, we are two that become one, or we are one and I am still whole. I'm still. It's still kind of the same thing because as long my thing is maintaining the autonomy. Yeah. Autonomy. The individuality. Yes. Don't lose yourself. Whether you want to believe you are a half or whatever, don't lose yourself. That's my yeah. own. Like, however you want to put it. And it's like, like you said, if you haven't found yourself, how can you find what you haven't lost? You don't even know, like, okay, this is what I, this is what I require. This is what I need. Because you I don't mean, even know, you know yourself. yourself. You wow. don't know. It's like me, I know that I do not, I, I'm, I'm not looking for somebody that, I'm not looking for somebody that, that has, I'm thinking of a good word to describe it because I'm on a public platform right now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not looking for somebody that has coconut head. I don't need somebody that's headstrong. Exactly. But that is because I have, I have understood for myself that, girl, this is where you are. Yeah. If but the two like, of us have coconut head, we're going to keep jamming and jamming and jamming. But how would I have known this if I was like 19, rushing to just get married i would have been like okay yeah whatever it is you just take anybody then you will now morph yourself to adapt to the person that you chose exactly. which isn't how it's or supposed to be if you have proper coconuted you will not and you the two of you will be fighting exactly and then you exactly. know then like who sent me to marry this man <laughs> at that point you probably even have three children it's too late to date. i mean to so, be honest it's never too late to date. and your life purpose at this point is um keeping staying married so even you yeah. con- entertaining the idea of 
leaving marriage is very scary because you've been out of work for like what five six years exactly what do you have apart from cooking and cleaning and looking after children because you left yourself to cater to this marriage mm-hmm. and it's like you've allowed this man flourish so if you leave him ah he will go on to continue flourishing and marry another woman exactly you will be struggling with the three kids maybe he will help you maybe he won't but 90 percent of the time women are the primary caregivers to their children yeah so what what do you do so I think the whole, I, I understand an ultimatum when you're much older. You are looking at it as, I am accomplished, you are accomplished. Everything that you're saying is an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you're here to waste my time, I'm gone. That I understand. But not that you haven't accomplished anything. Now, come on. But what do you have to offer? What do you have to offer him? What does he have to offer you? You cannot yeah. help yourselves. You cannot help yourselves. You don't even understand the concept of financial management because your daddy is still paying your bills. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I feel like, you know, I was telling you earlier, this show, it upsets me so much. I haven't been able to even finish it because every time I watch an episode and I pause, I have to take like a day to just relax. Yeah. I I have flashbacks on what I saw and just relax, relax, relax. Because first of all, the whole idea of the ultimatum is what gets me. As far as I'm concerned, nothing Mm -hmm. is abuse. It is, especially the way some of them went about it. That see, was like emotional manipulation. You will see somebody has given you an ultimatum, right? They want you to be unhappy. This show is now telling you, okay, take a new partner and see whether you can be happy with them. And you can immediately see these partners that gave the ultimatum are so unhappy that their partners are actually smiling and having a good time with the new person. Mm-hmm. What are that form of, like, I don't know, what else do they have to do for that to be emotionally abusive? Yeah. You're telling him, this is it, I'm putting my foot down, it is this or it is the highway. And now someone is saying, okay, before you guys decide that, just take a look at what the highway could be like. And immediately you're like, no, it's it's a thing of, Osashi, you know how some people, they don't want you, they're done with you, right? They're, 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 it's okay, the relationship is finished. But they're, at the same time, they do not want you to be happy in the new place that you're going. And it's like, why? If you're, if you're done with me, that's okay. You can move on and you can be happy. But then what it means is that you were never actually ready to move on. You just wanted me to be unhappy until I chose to be happy with you. Like being happy with you is the only option I have for myself. Exactly. And that's manipulation. Yeah, that's that's straight up manipulation. And again, life happens in stages, to be honest. Like, you know how they say children are very impressionable. Be careful what you do around them. Yeah. The same way young adults are very impressionable. But it's not a thing of like, they don't have sense to know what's wrong or right. But... At that age, you have, like, between that kind of 16 and 25, you are really coming to your emotions. So you're yeah. acting out of emotion. If somebody is manipulating you, you're not seeing it, like, if that's your situation, you're not necessarily seeing it as manipulation. Yeah. So to you, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm only a little bit uncomfortable, but I like him enough to un- overlook yeah. manipulation that's happening. And it's like, sense hasn't quite fully developed for some people at that age. Yeah. They don't rush into things based on emotion. When their eye now clears, that's when you realize it's, it's abuse, whether physical, verbal, financial, whatever form. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that it's too late, but like you've gone so far into it that you don't even know how to come out. Or yeah. you may even be too scared to come out because now it's like, I was so young when I entered this thing. I'm this many years old. Where do I begin? Who, who do I, who do I, where do I know that I'm going to if I leave this place? Who do I know that I'm going to meet? 
when I leave this place or if I leave this place. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you enter this horrible cycle that you're now 50 years old, you resent your husband, you resent, resent your mother, everybody. Everybody. You look at you look at if you have sons that look like him, you look at them and you despise them because they resemble the stupid man that's frustrating you. So yeah, like that's why yeah, I really genuinely dislike like the show really itches my skin. And Netflix has this obsession with approving stupid things like this these um get married quick shows yes yes i don't know between vietnam and tlc i don't know who, who <laughs> that stupid um is it married at first sight or what is it married at first sight is is it the i mean i i i enjoy it just for the mess but it's such a messy show even 90 day fiance oh but i love that one i, I like actually it. love watching it and like there, 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 there are a couple of good couples that have actually come out of them, like like David and Annie. I don't watch it, so I don't know who they are. Oh, well, basically, this guy went all the way to, uh, was it Indonesia or Malaysia, to go and marry this girl. Um, he, he was much older, maybe in his 50s at the time. Annie was, she, she seemed to be like in her 20s, maybe late 20s or something. Yeah. And... When he came over, he basically, he portrayed himself like he had money. As part of the marriage rights, he had to buy, like, gold and buy her family two cows or something like that. Her family is, they were pretty poor in where they were, but poor financially. They had a farm. They At least they had a house, you know? Okay. They did all those things. She started noticing, it, it started looking like money was becoming to, was beginning to be a problem. And I guess on her part as well. If you're married to this, you're suddenly going to be married to this white American man who's telling you he has money. You immediately assume, okay, well, now you can afford a decent life for yourself. You can afford a better mm-hmm. life for yourself. And it's like, you try to do this and you're met with some resistance. You try to do this, you're met with some resistance. So she was obviously beginning to get a bit frustrated. Okay, let's move forward now. He marries her, takes her back to, um, he, he does the traditional right, takes her back to America. That's it. Yeah. This guy was broke. Come again. When I tell you when I tell you broke, the money he was spending when he went to see her and her family, he borrowed it. As per loan. Loaned money from his friend. He has this friend who's really rich. Oh my god. For a little while they were staying in that friend's house because You're he didn't lying. have accommodation. You he lying. had gotten a divorce from his previous wife and it appears she took basically everything um wow it's not like he had that much before then yeah but but what he had she took he didn't have anything he was staying with with this his other friend and his wife who also turned out to be some youtube um his wife was a youtuber and Mm -hmm. she wasn't comfortable with their relationship because she kept saying, like, this David guy is always borrowing money from my husband. He's always coming back to borrow. Like, literally, she told Annie, he didn't have money to pay for Annie's wedding dress. And the wedding dress was, like, $500 or something. Was it $500? Or even less than that. He was telling her to buy a cheap, like, very, very cheap wedding dress. It was to the point where that other friend's wife paid for Annie's wedding dress. You guys can't see my face. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm silent right now. My face is doing a lot of talking. <laughs> it was. It was such a horrible situation. He really just. He. He deceived. He deceived the hell out of that girl. And so what he, that he, happened to the girl? He used to have a drinking problem as well. So like he oh, would God. drink. It wasn't like he was drinking every single day, but when he would drink, he would get embarrassingly drunk. And she was so disgusted. Like, why are you drinking like this? 
in the long run, they ended up um, they ended up eventually moving out. They had to leave uh, the friend's place, and by the end of their season, they were still broke. Like managing one, it was like a warehouse that they had like refurbished to have furniture and everything. That's where they were staying for a while. But now they're actually doing really well. He got a job as a um, lecturer or something in some, I don't know whether it's a community college or something, but he's teaching. She started doing like YouTube and she started getting endorsement deals. So basically she's like, uh, she's like an influencer in a way. Okay. And now they have a house. It's not that, I mean, they're not living in some massive mansion, but they're doing well. Like they're actually doing pretty well. Now they take trips together. It uh, worked out in the long run, but I think that was that because, initial. Yes, I think I think it probably just worked out because Annie is such a sweet girl. Like she, you can tell she really liked this guy. I don't think she was marrying him, one hundred percent for his money or for what it was that he he could give her. It's just she definitely expected more than what he he eventually gave her. But because she, it's so it, it seems like she liked him. She this man carried this girl from a whole different country. To come yeah. and squat in America. What's shocking me is that another babe paid for her wedding dress. And everything was paid for. But that, oh. It's, it's, it was a ridiculous thing. This marriage piece is actually a very serious something. Like, the desperation to get married, I don't know where it comes from. I don't understand. Like, I understand. No, I don't. I don't. Like, is it a fantasy? Is it that whole Disney thing where it's like, everybody wants their happy ending? I, you know, I think part of it is the, it's, it's, it's pressure, because when you hear things like, oh, when you pass uh, thirty-five or is it forty, the chances of having children that um, yeah, spectrum I... is higher. Um, or well, women only really last like they're really only um good quality until they're like thirty, or you know. Um, a woman that hasn't started having children in her 20s, like, what are you going to use her to do? The eggs are quote-unquote dusty. When you hear things like that, you're like, I'm a ticking time bomb. I need to go now, 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 now. Yeah. Just take anything. It's like, may her soul rest in perfect peace. This um, a woman that passed yeah. away, from all the accounts that people are giving of what her husband was like, that man was an absolute beast. Yeah. May you, I pray for everybody I know. To be honest, the whole world, may nobody marry their enemy. Ha. That man was a beast. I honestly believe that that man hated her. And he wanted her dead. And he had her dead. They said people just gave her two cars. Like, they, they dashed this woman cars. Because people loved her ministration. Yeah. He would seize the cars from her. Make her get taxi or bike, whatever the hell it is she wants to use. He would drive her car with her children in it to church after cool. church she will come out she will get a taxi they will see her or she will walk they will see her on the road this man will drive past her in her own car that's appalling he hated her that's not even that's not even abuse he just straight up hated that woman why did he they said he would her? beat her hold her down and instruct the children to I, beat her I, as I, well what i don't understand is why did you marry somebody you didn't like and even if you did make the mistake of getting married, why did you stay with somebody you don't like? <laughs> the fact that not only would she stay, she would beg people to overlook it because he would change. That's what is really the obsession crazy. with being married and staying married? But this is why I said this is when you obsess about being married, 
the next thing you're going to obsess about the moment you get it is staying married and then you're going to end up in dangerous situations that you don't need that's actually that's but it's like what else do you know when you have made you have centered your whole personality you centered your whole character around being married around marriage it's like before you got married your life was arranging yourself to be able to get married now you've gotten married, your life is going to be arranging yourself to be able to stay married. If you have this part of the whole coming into yourself before you get married discussion, right? Because mm-hmm. if you already had your thing, you already knew who you were, you already, you know, you, you had a whole life before you got married. When you now get married and you see, oh, it looks like I made the wrong decision. You have less fear leaving the marriage, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just going back to... <laughs> You're going, you're, you're continuing yeah, continue your life. Yeah, you're literally just going to continue your life. I think but when you don't have a life to continue, you now start thinking, So, what do I do next? Where do I go? How do I start? Another thing that plays into it is seeking validation from outside because you know, yeah. at least for I can only speak for our culture, so as per Nigerians, mm-hmm. there's first the obsession of when you get married, you achieve some sort of major award that's how they carry it on their head. Then to leave a marriage, so many people care too much about what people outside will be saying about you. Yeah. It will not be a case of, if I leave this marriage now, that's how they will say that um, um, they are chasing me in my village or that my mother is like this or that, uh, like very stupid things or that, they, or they will even start creating their own theories as per why the marriage fault that, but it must yeah. always be the woman's fault too. Yeah. Marriage fault because the woman did something or there's something wrong with the woman. She has coma. It's never ever a case of, you know what? These are two people, they're ill match, so they decided to call it quits before they've gone too far. Mm-hmm. It can never be that. It must always be something so scandalous. It must always create such a scandalous story around it. And then the women in the marriage that subscribe or like, They've been brought up in that environment where marriage is important. Not that it's not important, but like it's an award. It's an achievement. People that have been brought up in that type of environment, it's now difficult for them because they care. They care that people outside will be saying things like this. And for me, I'm like, to heck with your opinion. Your opinion is your business. It doesn't put money in my It's it's because of the whole status thing. It's like, it's like, so there are different hierarchies, right? There's like the unmarried woman, bottom of the barrel. Uh-huh. she's not a woman a she's just newly a married woman exactly your married woman is a girl she's just a girl uh-huh. then there's the, there's the newly married woman next level above that then there's the woman who's been married for five years with more respect attached than the one who's been married for 10 years and then 15 years then you now start seeing the ones that are doing golden jubilee and the ones that are doing diamond jubilee and those ones are like veterans literally everybody respects them you don't talk to them anyhow. You take the advice they give you. You follow the instructions they give you because they know what they're doing. Exactly. Personally, I don't see that scale because if you have been married for 50 years and you people spend 25 of those 50 years trying to kill each other, your relationship does not count to me. I swear. You people are deceiving yourselves inside that relationship. Or you've been married for 10 years and 8.9 out of the 10 years was spent with you following one side chick to, to shop right to fight her or following another side chick to chicken republic to fight her or fighting in w bar your relationship does not count to me and if you are a newly married woman you're lucky you haven't met all these problems you guys are still fine or you guys are even going to be fine in the long run you are married and that's all it is to me i swear like a fresh marriage as per i'm saying fresh like zero to five years with 
no serious issues as part you're always going to fight you're two different people yeah. in different places but like no serious issues as part he went to go and impregnate a woman outside or you are fighting inside chicks inside or maybe w- you you are maybe you you are the one that is that's committing the adultery exactly. you haven't had any problems yeah then Fine. I respect that more than a marriage of 60 years where 50 of those years you have resented each other. You yeah. have spent it trying to convince your children that the other party is the enemy. You have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't respect... Because those are now the families you see where the children, like, when it's time to celebrate anniversary, the children are happy to celebrate it based on it's fadgy. Oh, I'm yeah. But outside of that, there is deep hatred for one parent. Because, you know, yeah. they're abusing the parent or, like, doing wrong to the parent that they care more yeah. about. Or, and this whole thing of, of, of making it seem like when you get married, now you are a respectable person. It's part of what we need to do do away with. But you see, that's the, the part of the problem that we're facing now is that there's a generational shift. Yeah. Right? So we've had the generations that care too much what people would say, what mm-hmm. people think. What would they say? Will I? How would they treat me if I do this? That generation is there, and then you've now seen these younger, like younger people now who have seen that lifestyle and seen how unhappy most of them are. Saying, God forbid, I don't give two dams what anybody has to say. I'm gonna do what I like. Now yep. we have the new generation that gives zero hoots what anybody is thinking. But then you see, it's now one extreme and another extreme. So I think we're still going to have a few more years of of people having issues with ah, these younger ones, they don't listen, they don't this, they don't this, before we finally now reach a generation that's like, yeah, what will people say in terms of if I do the wrong thing, right? How what mm-hmm. people going to think? But then also, I don't care what anybody says when I'm doing the right thing. Because I'm seeing more and more people just hiding under this narrative of I don't really care what anybody has to say, do the thing that you want to be bad, bad people. They're just coasting yes. on that. Just coasting yes. on that. I have, I've noticed... Some people, like, I would call them friends in the past, now more so acquaintances. Before, it would be a thing of, like, so, like, me, the way I live my life is very, I'm going to do what makes me happy, but I owe everybody I encounter basic human decency. Yeah. So if that thing that I want to do that makes me happy is not nice for the people around me, yeah, I'll twice. Because that's a bit selfish too. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen some where it's like, you know when you know that whole thing where like your twenties are um, for yourself there, your selfish yeah. But to an extent, I've seen people where it's like, what you are doing is not nice, and now it's having repercussions on them. Yeah. They're having issues in all their friendships. They're having issues with all their partners, like people that they encounter or potential partners. They're having issues with their siblings, issues with their parents, issues with everybody because for like the last year or two they've decided to go on a rampage and do what's yes. making me happy and like they've taken it a bit too far and it's like you're not acting like a decent person but they convince themselves that they're a nice person they're just living their 20s they're yeah like you can do it with sense no apply context know when something isn't nice to the people around you if you must absolutely do this thing go and do it in the midst of strangers or go and do it in the midst yeah. of people that are also doing this thing don't carry bad self-awareness thing as well yeah I think it's a self-awareness thing because because you can, like what you just said now, right? You're thinking, I want to do what is best for me. I want to do what makes me happy. I want to this, I want to this, I want to this, I want to this, right? And in doing that, you're now making selfish decisions. But if you, if you are not self-aware, if you haven't started training yourself to actually be able to reflect on your actions, you will never see what you're doing as wrong, which allows you to just continue. Yeah. 
I'm doing what I want. I'm doing what's best for me. But at the same time, how does this look from another person's point of view? Exactly. And it's not to say that you should care so much about what other people are saying, but con- just consider. Consideration. If con- you consider you decide, yeah, it doesn't look so good, I'm still going to do it. That's fine. But at least now you know that you did a bad thing. Exactly. You, not that not you're like just you're continuing. Like, yourself. oh, no, 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 no. Anybody that doesn't want me to be me is a bad person. And the thing is, the people around you will put up with because we're all going through it together. Do you get? Yeah. We're all learning ourselves. We're all learning. Oh, I actually like this thing that I used to condemn. Or I don't like this thing that I used to do. We're all learning, but it gets to a point where behavior like that, the people around you will start to say, "Guy, what's wrong with you now?" Yeah. Like, there's only so much of it that they can take. Like, it's like stop this thing. Another person will tell you, "What's wrong with you? Stop this thing." By the time five people have told you, don't you see that there's something wrong in what you are doing? Yeah. Okay, it's making you happy, but that's just that's the very definition of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is everybody around you is miserable while you are happy, and they're miserable because of you. Yeah. You're, just, you're literally sucking the life and joy out of the people around you because you want to be happy. That is that in itself is selfishness. That's why you see them after they've gone through this, coast over the coasting under this whole make myself happy, doing you know, I'm doing a good thing, I'm learning myself. After a few years, they start having issues with people because people have start people have had enough. Yeah. And now they're starting to be vocal about it. It's not that they were scared. And at that point in time. Bear in mind, though, at that point in time, they're now coming out of that selfish phase that they've been in. Yes. So now you're coming into a more, a more social phase. You want, you want your community, and your community is sick and fed up with you. <laughs> exactly. And they don't care if you've changed because it's like, but you have madness in you. Yeah. You can wake up tomorrow and decide to go back to that madness. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, then you now have to go back to the beningin start, <laughs> start making friends all over and making friends uh, in like as an adult it isn't easy yes it isn't as easy as making friends as when you're in primary school and everybody's talking to everybody because you're wearing matching skirts and socks <laughs> if you see someone on the streets now wearing matching skirts and socks you're like okay you shop in zara too cool story yeah and it's like that that thing for me it's like it really irritates me when I see people that they're being that selfish. You don't know people around them are getting fed up. Like, some of them are going through it now. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize. What do you yeah. mean you didn't realize you were being selfish? As part, you just told yourself you're just going to do you. Only me. me myself. I'll just do me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, still on this ultimatum topic, I'd like for us to... So I have, like, a list of 11 different types of ultimatums. Okay. And I'll say the ultimatum. And you tell me what you think about it. Okay. Number one, if you really loved me, you would. What do you think? I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely despise it. I hate it. It's manip- that, that is manipulation. Do you know why? Because it's like, you know this person loves you. Do you get? Yes. It's not that you're questioning whether they love you or not. Yes. You want your way and you want it now. So you're yes. going to, like, okay, like, it's when you, it's like daring me to do something I'm very capable of doing. It's like mm-hmm. saying, so I dare you to bake a cake. I know you can't do it. I, You know I can bake it down. You know, so if you really could bake, you wouldn't have a problem doing it. <laughs> exactly. And it's not, and then, you know, that, that, like, that, it's like your ego wanting to prove itself. Yes. So you go and do it. And it's the same thing with that ultimatum now. It's like, you know I love you. But just to give you that comfort and reassurance, now I have to do this thing that you have asked for or that you want me to do. And it's the same I thing with, like, agree. guys. You know how guys will say, if you love me, you sleep with me. That's how they get yes. into girls. Yes. I yes. hate that. I hate that. 
it's 100 percent it's a manipulative technique because as far as i'm concerned this isn't about love it's about control yes you already know like you said you already know that this person loves so now you want to manipulate you want to capitalize on that love that the person has to make sure that they do the thing that you want yeah they're probably already giving you a reason why they can't even do it but you don't you just you don't have any respect for that reason as far as you're concerned this is how i want it done and if you really want to love me well you would do it how i said we should do it i completely agree with you okay ultimatum number two I don't really like how you stay with your, like you always go out on Thursday nights with your friends. I don't know how that makes me feel. And I feel like if you really did care about me, you would give that up to be able to spend time with me. Essentially, this is the give up your values ultimatum thoughts. That's not a school of thoughts I subscribe to. Yeah. Personally, I believe Okay, like now, I'm quite an outgoing person, but I'm also somebody that likes to just stay inside and hide. So mm-hmm. I'm not an I have moments where I want to be outside, I have moments where I want to be inside. And I understand that some people, they just, they're introverted. They want to stay inside. They want to read books. They don't really, they don't care for being in social spaces, whereas they can be with people yeah. that do care for that. I believe you should find a balance, balance yourself, get her to come out once in a while. Hey, we should stay inside, you know, spend time. To, but I don't think you should tell somebody to stop doing what they yeah. do as long as it's not harmful to you your relationship your family i don't mm-hmm. believe to tell somebody to stop like if if for now for example if i get married to somebody that goes out monday to friday i will have an issue with that because you don't have work <laughs> going out monday to friday. <laughs> yeah but like let's say you're always you're, you're a hard worker it's not that you work like from 9 a.m to 11 p.m but like you work hard you come home Five, between five and seven i see you in the evenings me too i'm working then saturdays are for you and your boys yeah fine i mean there will be saturdays where i'm like no let us do this thing but i believe that people should be separate to their partner though for yeah. me Sha, please go and give me time to myself <laughs> yeah. so that particular ultimatum i again i don't like it i think it's very useless like how can, how can you, somebody you met so you met them yeah. like this you met them like this you're not telling them to stop it all together yeah not that you should find a balance and compromise i don't agree i completely 100 percent agree like you said it's all about compromise right if you personally don't like to do something you probably have your reasons for not liking to do that the mm-hmm. same way your partner has like for example you like to stay at home okay you're a homebody that's all mm-hmm. nice and good your partner on the other hand has his reasons for liking to go out and get drinks with the boys or with the girls or you know have lunch and just generally enjoy life and mm-hmm. i feel like you have your reasons for it don't now drag this other person and chain them to your own baggage that makes you do that. Exactly. The same way they also shouldn't drag you out of the house and chain you to whatever it is that they have in their mind, whatever baggage it is that they exactly. have going on that makes them enjoy doing this. Because at the end of the day, like you said, compromise. Some days you're going to have to stay in with me. Mm-hmm. And other days I'm going to have to go out with you. Yeah. It's the indiv- that's the, this is the individuality that we've been talking about, right? Yeah. One person completely whole on their own. The other person completely whole on their own. Now saying, okay, let's just, let's do this together. So occasionally I'm going to come and say, so what's even happening in your world self? Let me see what's going on. Exactly. Not that, not that I'm going to gum myself to you and say, I'm part of, I am in your I world. I am part of your world. 
Because, you know, I think this ultimatum even, it, it would even happen more when you believe that you are part, you believe that you and this person, you are one. Mm-hmm. So and if like I, you I and I, we are out, the same. So why do you like going out so much? Exactly. I, I, I can't understand it. I don't want to understand. I don't want to know it. You say, oh no, we don't like going out. Who is we? Can you exactly. we, eh? That's like all those people that say, um, if my partner is going out to one of his friend's events, I must come. I must come. Do you I know, know them? <laughs> so what if what if he gets up to go and start saying hi to his other friends? Are you comfortable enough to sit at that table with a bunch of people you don't know? Exactly. Can you carry on a conversation? Do you have exactly. social anxiety? Exactly. You will now follow him to the thing and he cannot get up from the table because you don't want to stand up or your, your heels are too tight. You cannot walk. So now he can't get up. He can't go and say hi to anybody else. And you've messed up the whole event for him. Exactly. I pass, I don't agree with that. Ultimately. Then you will not be upset that, oh, you came and, 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 and I couldn't do anything. You will be upset that also, are you trying to say I shouldn't come next time? Well, if exactly. you're going to be a hindrance, <laughs> maybe you should stay at home. That way. <laughs> it's too clingy for me. I can't do it. Too clingy. Too clingy. Okay. Ultimatum number three. Mm-hmm. If you do not do what I have just told you to do, I'm going to leave and you will never see me again. What type of nonsense is that? So now let's say this person that's like, oh, you need to give up going out to mm-hmm. stay with me. Now they're telling you, listen and understand. Right? You, if you do not do it, I'm going to leave. Because you know the first one, it was like a soft ultimatum, right? This one is hard on. Like, this is ah, it. I have said it, you will do it or I will go. Be going. Back to, I'll help you back to that. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Are you sick? <laughs> it's really, are you sick? Are you ma- Are you losing the head? I don't, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I was like, even my mother that used to say, if you don't do this, I will beat you. I will still look at her in the eyes and say, I will do it later. <laughs> now you, you, that will come and tell me, you, be going, go. <laughs> like, how, I, I think this ultimatum can actually make me I, I will rip you a brand new one. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh-uh. I'll first look at you. I'll look at your face. Look at your shoes. Look at your face again. Say, it, it couldn't have been me. You said that too. Ah, <laughs> uh, it couldn't have. Maybe you thought you were dreaming. I you say no. Me. You are. You are hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. <laughs> What's the meaning of that? If you don't you stop, say, this if you don't, okay. You see, you know, to be honest, I think after looking at you and looking at your shoe a few times, <laughs> I can just tell you, please just show me your back. Show me your back. That's very real for all those people that are obsessed with getting married. They will start begging. Yeah. They will yeah. start begging. Because immediately now you're seeing two years of your life wasted. It's not going to end up in marriage. You're going to have to do this two years again with another person. And this one, you felt like you were so close to it. You were so close to exactly. it. So now you're begging. This kind of ultimatum is effective when the person that you are in a relationship with only sees you yep they don't see anything else they just see you so it's like this is very easy to capitalize on an interdependency weakness exactly ultimatum four you have to leave your job Eh? you have to leave your job i want you to to come and stay at home with me or i want you to get a, a job that is in, or I, w- I want you to be a stay-at-home mom, or I want you to get a job that's that's closer to home because I as want to be able to see you more, or I want you to get a job that's less demanding. I know at a point in time in Nigeria, 
it was like a thing. If you married a banker, all your friends would be jittery because ah, this babe, she's going to different people's offices or she has to go and find commission. You know, she's going to work late hours. What's going to happen to your children? What do you say to So this? wait, as per, is it going to make up the difference in salary if I change office? Many times they do not. <laughs> go call work. Go possibly. <laughs> What's the ultimatum as per if I don't, if I don't change my job? If you don't bosses, leave the job go. or change it, they're out. No problem. Job is the deal breaker for them. No problem. Be going. You're not the only man outside. <laughs> Be going. I feel like anybody... Because, that... do you know what? I cannot work that hard to get to where I am to now give it up for another human being with his own mommy. Yes. I'm not related to... Because these are the same men that when you're just, you know, playing, they'll be dropping stupid jokes like, you're not my blood. My children are my blood. My children come first. <laughs> my mother comes first. Please, please, and please. There are more men outside. I feel like anybody that gives you this kind of ultimatum is a desperately wicked person. Yes. Because from there, they will now say, if to say the ultimatum is come cl- walk closer yes. to you, it will now be, you know what, just stop working. This person is trying to ensure that you have no life. Yeah. Because for someone like, like me, for example, I enjoy working. Uh-huh. Like, I genuinely, when I sit down and I don't have work to do, I feel like such a waste of space. Same. I'm like, so you're just, you're just relaxing. You're eating. <laughs> no job. <laughs> Nothing you don't have your mind Where do you see yourself in five years? I ask this, myself this question all the time. And I'm like, okay, so this is where I see myself. So this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. Because I know where I'm trying to end up. You will now tell me to quit my job. And do what? <laughs> After all those years of hard work, oh. what is happening to my career progression? What's happening to my being an established name in this industry? You want to just take all of that away from me? Because you, you, know you essentially want to erase a whole chapter of my life. Yeah. There's no way, no way you can, it's, it's an elevation in your career. It's, yes. You're going backwards. And once you start going back, not because not by your own will, but yeah. because somebody you're going to keep going back and back. It's like a landslide, you just yes. Because if it's your mm. own will and you step back, it may be like okay, you're taking a career break. You want to slow down, maybe health yeah. issues. Then you propel yourself forwards again. But when somebody else is dragging you, they're going to keep dragging you back. I feel like with this with this ultimatum, it may not even necessarily be a control thing, right? Because the person may not be in the immediate moment trying to exercise control on you but Mm. what they're taking from you is options they're taking away your options they're taking away your social presence they're giving you isolation essentially Mm -hmm. because from your job you're probably meeting people at least you had an office to go to they're taking away your personal space which is outside the house because now you're going to be sitting at home what are you doing? And this is not even just as a woman, even as a man. You're going to be yeah. sitting at home, maybe taking care of the children. And if that's, if being a homemaker is not your dream, you're going to feel so diminished. It takes away from your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's taking away from your own sense of accomplishment as a person. It will even take the joy of motherhood or fatherhood away from, away you. from you. 
because now you've gone from seeing your children as these blessings that you need to work to provide for to now seeing them as as this obstacle that is holding you back from living exactly. your life. They're, they're now the reason, because usually the man now or the woman will say, you know what, you need to spend more time with your family. You now mm-hmm. see it as, this family is the reason why I cannot do what I said. What I need to do. Younger. And then it also will even make you, it can make you start, start developing very, very wrong bonds with your children in the sense yeah. that, now they grow up to be adults that feel like they need to spend time with you because you believe that you deserve for them to stay around you because you gave up so much for them. Yeah. And you hear a lot of parents now say things like, things like, um, do you know how much I sacrificed for you? Yes. Do you know what I gave up for you? But and it's like it out of spite, not that they yes. sacrificed because they wanted to, but because it's they were like you to. owe me because I gave up so much. And then you start asking yourself things like. Could this six-year-old or five-year-old really have been have been placed with given so much debt mm-hmm. when he really didn't ask you for anything? Whatever or, you did, you did as an adult. Exactly. Or it could be even one of those things where it's like they may not, you know, it may not take away the joy of motherhood or fatherhood. But when they start coming into their own, their children, they start trying to live vicariously through them. They start yes. projecting their own wants onto those children. So, like, when it's now, like, time to pick, like, a uni course, maybe the mother was, like, you know, a top lawyer. She was really in her mm-hmm. field. Next thing, you must study law. You must go to law school. You must do, yes. you must qualify as a lawyer in three different jurisdictions. You must do this. You must get a job in this office because that was maybe her office. You must climb yes. the corporate ladder in that office. And it's like, the child doesn't want to do that. Then, or maybe she had other dreams that her own parents took away from her. And yeah. so the other child now has to also fulfill that one, that you, you must study, study medicine because she wanted to be yeah. a doctor, but her mother was a lawyer and made her go into law. She fell in love with the law. So this child carried the law aspect. You carry my scientific mm-hmm. And they start, and like the children start resenting them for that. They don't know they are doing it. They think they are helping their children. Well, they are noble professionals. Yeah. Yes. But that's not the only way to make money in this life. It but is. you're forcing them to go into it. And it's like, when they ask you why, you self, you don't even realize you're doing it. It will not be a thing of... Because you're just you. like, you're, you are just obsessing at the moment. You're just like, yeah, yeah, this, this is how it has to be. This is how it has to be. Yes. You have it's to good stop for you. Think, I'm, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out yeah. for you. I'm making sure yeah. you're okay in the future. Whereas, in, no, yeah, what you wanted is what you're forcing on these children. Exactly. Okay, next ultimatum. If you do something wrong... I'm not going to be intimate with you. What? I don't get it. something wrong like what? Anything. Like so essentially, like people punishing their partners for doing things that they consider wrong. Okay. By not being intimate with them. So things like like oh, I've told I've told you not to turn on the heater for longer than two hours, oh. and you did. And I'm and I'm I'm so upset at you. I'm not going to be intimate. If you know that like maybe your partner is someone who enjoys physical contact. He likes the hugs. He likes the cuddles mm. and all of that. And now, because you're angry, because you're angry at him, this is something that you guys usually do. You've now weaponized that. So, him. so he's punishing you like you're his child. Yeah, punishing there, you. There's consequence. Consequences. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's consequence. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think? I think that was actually that was quite deep. Oh. That that's deep. Oh. it's not that I did something wrong. We are leaving. I did something wrong, so you are punishing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like for me, physical touch is not my love language, but let's just say it is. So you will not hug me. You will not hold my hand. And you because they're be, angry with you. You will be able to see me in that state of misery. 
upset and frustrated because you're not over hand and you can look at me and be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Is that not where hate starts? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how you start hating somebody? Oh my God. I just, I feel like, like you said, you cannot, you can't be punishing your partner. Exactly. I mean, I understand that actions have consequences, right? But I don't think punishing them in this way mm-hmm. is 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 ideal. You're essentially somebody has done something that upsets you, and you're essentially chipping away at their emotions and at their feelings and at their hearts because yeah. it upsets you. That doesn't that doesn't sound right. Doesn't and that right. also it gives me those vibes where it's like you made me sad, so I want you to feel my sadness. I'm going to make you feel my sadness. It's a revenge thing. And if you can be taking yes. revenge, yeah. if you can find it in you to take revenge on your partner, then maybe we shouldn't be in a relationship. Exactly. That, that, because, that's I mean, when you're dealing with people from outside, I've heard lots of people say things like, ah, whatever it is I felt, you will feel it times two. But that's people from outside. That's not the, that's not your part. That's not your husband or your girlfriend or your 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 boyfriend. Come on. That's insane. Or your wife. How do you take revenge on somebody you intend on staying the rest of your life with? Do you understand? You might as well just stab me in the heart and leave me to die. That's you hate so me wild. so much. Oh, that's wild, though. Some people have minds. Because me, me, if you do something wrong, I was like, you know me. It doesn't matter how old you are. I will start petting you. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Mistakes do happen. <laughs> like, no. that, I, I will sort it out. Leave it. Why are you? Is that why you're angry? Don't worry. I will clean it for you. I it feel like it's part of being a bad communicator because how are you so unable to express your your disapproval of what it is they've done without punishing them? Like, I'm not even just punishing them like that. You're chip. You're literally chipping away. Also, you didn't put the water in the fridge. I'm going to break your heart. Do you understand? You left the shower on. I'm going to break your heart. You came back. I told you said you were going to come back early yesterday, and you didn't. So I'm going to break your heart. Come no, no. on. You, you hate me. You hate me <laughs> because all like uh, making a mistake. Because for me personally, there's no mistake that I can't overlook unless it's cheating. Yeah. Like anything to do with infidelity then I cannot overlook that. But everything else, uh, are you not, are you a robot? Aren't you a human being? Why would yeah. I punish you for burning the rice? Why would I punish you for... <laughs> like, even, and the funniest thing is, that punishment doesn't reverse the mistake. The mistake has been made. It does not. It has happened. So what's the point? What's that supposed to do? Teach me a lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, no no, it's a, it's it's an absolutely horrible ultimatum to give somebody. For real. Okay, this is the last ultimatum, and this act um actually is even is what we what we were talking about in the beginning. You have to commit to me. You just have to you have to marry me. You have to give me a child. You have to this. You have to this. It's essentially what we already talked about in the beginning. It is so unfair and it is so forced, very unnatural. Exactly. <laughs> you, imagine, imagine, the, imagine how you would even be looking at someone, right? You were there two weeks ago when they told their partner, propose to me before the end of the month or else I'm going to leave you. And then two weeks later, the partner proposes in public and she's like, oh my gosh, oh, thank you. 
like, embarrassed. I thought you were like, embarrassing. <laughs> I will have a, eh? I will be embarrassed at the fact that you still proposed after I gave you that ultimatum. So what? Okay, so you said, you said, okay, now you have gotten what you wanted. You're essentially, as far as I'm concerned, you're essentially marrying yourself if you give someone an yes. ultimatum to marry you. And everybody else has just be looking like, hey, yeah. So nice. Do you get, you know, all those awkward eyes where it's like, they'll just be looking to the side and smiling like, <laughs> avocado. <laughs> because they know that going to give an ultimatum, that person wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So Which means all this what they're doing here now, this is fanfare because they're still exactly. not ready. He's still not ready. What changed between that, that those last week and, and now? now? What changed? Nothing. Nothing changed apart from the fact that, oh, okay. Let me just put the ring on her finger so she stop, so she shut up. She stops screaming, mm-hmm. marry me or I'm die. I thought, uh, and you know the funny thing is now you have forced someone into this marriage, right? And they get married. Obviously, they were not mentally in the space where they wanted to get married, so they continue to act the way they did when they were not married. And then all of a sudden now it's a thing of, oh, you see, we're married. I have a child for you, and look at how you're treating me. Look at how you treated them. You put yourself into this situation. You said this is what you wanted. So what's the problem now? Do, do you know what's even more embarrassing or worse than actually proposing? When they propose, then down the line, you call off the engagement. Oh, that's even worse. Because everybody so. already knew it was a joke. Yeah. And now, even if you guys really do get married, everybody's going to see you guys as a joke. As a joke. Yeah. Because it's going to be, oh, they've come again. Oh, uh, don't worry. Uh, give them another two weeks. They start again. They're going to divorce again. Yeah. Ah, no, no, no. It's very sad. Very, yep. very, very sad. Long and short of the story is, do not give your partner an ultimatum. <laughs> it is manipulative. It is controlling. It is narcissistic. It's downright awful. Half the time you're going to, like, you're actually going to be really, really sad with the outcome of that ultimatum. Because... Yeah. In the first place, if you're giving someone an ultimatum, you're not ready to leave them. If you really saw things that you did not like and you were fed up, you would leave. You would have left. You wouldn't give them the opportunity to fix up before you leave. Yeah, and that's what a lot of them were saying. They were like, oh, I brought him onto this experience so that he can learn that, you know, that is me. I'm the one for him. Realize that it's me. Okay, and now he hasn't realized. In fact, he has not realized somebody somebody else. else. That's um, Jake and April. And then all of a sudden you see them, they're like so sad and so distraught. You gave, you brought him here. You gave him the ultimatum. He didn't give it to you. Exactly. He was, he wasn't interested. Yeah. That's actually very wild, very insane behavior. You guys don't, I don't want to hear anybody out here giving ultimatums because if any of my friends come and say that their babe or their guys gave them ultimatum, my advice is run away. You see, dust your slippers, <laughs> pack a night bag, <laughs> and, and disappear. disappear. And when you disappear, don't ever go back there again. I swear. Don't even <laughs> encourage communication because it's just going to try and tell you, oh, no, well, you know, I was just hoping that you would see. I didn't see anything. I'm blind. I can't see. I'm My little blind. I wear glasses. <laughs> don't let them drag you into the mud and dirty your whites. <laughs> Take things at your pace. Don't ever feel, don't ever be scared to like tell someone, I need to slow down. This, uh, I think we're going too fast right now. We need to take it back a notch. Mm -hmm. Do things at your pace. Do things at the right time. Do things only when you feel certain and comfortable enough to do them. Exactly. Guys and girls, if you haven't watched The Ultimatum, go and watch it. 
watch it and be enraged like I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Leave your comments you. wherever, wherever you um wherever you listen to this, be it SoundCloud, be it Spotify, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, tweet us, follow us on Twitter at Material Girls underscore that's G-U-R-L-Z underscore or on Instagram at Material Girls Pod. Bye. Bye. Bye.